Welcome to another episode of Women, Wine, and Leadership. I'm Donna Carlson, your host, work-life strategist, and women's leadership coach, bringing you this podcast to share strategies from women like you who are doing amazing things every day. This podcast is part of our 360 Business Strategies series. The first week of every month, talking about strategies for our whole life includes business. And today's episode introduces Tiffany Cox with Tiffany Cox Design, a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs who know they need to outsource the parts of building a business that are outside their superpowers. Tiffany and team provide everything from logos and branding packages to website and email marketing, which just screams to me, help, because those are things that I'm not good at, and I really should not be trying to master those on my own. She also talks about just growing and scaling her own small business, and she's an inspiration to me. I know she will be to you, too. Grab a friend and a glass of wine and sit down with me and Tiffany. Good morning, Tiffany. Hi, Donna. Great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Very uh, excited to see the growth of your business and to share your strategies with everybody else because I know you're all about helping other women be successful in business and you've done really well. Yeah, exactly. So I started a full service marketing company and it's just been growing ever since. That's amazing. I want to hear about your recent business growth, but I also want you to just dial back and start the story about who Tiffany is and why you started this business. Yeah, exactly. So um, I've always been a creative kid. You know, I designed out all my school projects and I just, you know, I always made everything extra pretty. And being a millennial, I was always tech savvy too. I was always on the computer doing that kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, from, from there, you know, I had a great career advisor who, you know, suggested graphic design as a, as a career path and it really just fits. So I, I went ahead and went to the Art Institute of Tucson for graphic design, and I worked for a variety of companies um, after school that really helped me hone all the skills that I use now for to service my clients. So um, I worked for a promotional products company. I also worked for a technology marketing company, and, and then I went on to work for someone who specialized more in the small business arena. So um, I have a variety of skills that I've learned from, from all those experiences that I kind of use in my, um, my, my business. That's amazing. You know, I, I think it's important for people to realize that when we have a variety of experiences and we wonder what that is, is supposed to, to do for our, our resume, we, we may not realize how it serves us later on. So now that you've started your business, you have a, a broad repertoire to work from and you speak the language of several different types of businesses, right? Yeah, exactly. So I can take like the skills that I've learned from working with that technology marketing company that worked with larger corporations and really turn it into something that can make a small business grow. Um, but still using those skills um, that they, and the techniques and strategy that they use in the corporate world, but applying it to small business. Right. 
Right. And you have had the chance to see a lot of small businesses grow and take off because you have like over 30 clients, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have over 30 clients right now and it just keeps growing. So it's been really exciting and, and watching them, you know, evolve and change and grow has been just so exciting. I love that. I'm, I'm dying to ask you, what is the number one most common mistake that small businesses make? And what is the number one piece of advice you would give to somebody who's just launching their business? Oh gosh. Yeah. So the, the main thing that I find that is really difficult for most small businesses. It, it used to be the websites, but now it's really social media and yeah. understanding social media and how to apply that to your business. And so a lo- I get a lot of clients that come in and going, I've heard I need to do this, but I have no idea how to start. Right. Uh, and a lot of times too, they'll, they'll put in a lot of effort in the wrong either the wrong social media platforms or the wrong techniques. And so they won't get any return on it. Um, And so that's kind of the biggest um, learning curve right now, as far as marketing is really taking social media and using it for your business effectively. Absolutely. And knowing which channel to focus your time on. I've heard it said that you should really just focus on one at the beginning and then branch out. Do you agree? Yeah, exactly. So if, and especially when you're a new business, you have a lot of time constraints, right? Right. So picking that one platform that really works for you, and it really depends on your industry. So if you're in like a retail industry versus like me where I'm B2B, you know, I'm working with business owners, you're going to pick a different platform. So like for my business, it's more effective to use LinkedIn to connect with people and, and use that rather than me spending a lot of time on Instagram. Yeah. So it really just depends on what kind of industry and what kind of product or service you're selling that helps you determine which platform to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. So if, Uh, somebody is just starting out, what's the first thing they should do to determine the right platform to spend their time on? So I I do a lot of research on who's on what platform. And really, um, there's a lot of information, of course, when you Google it. But um, if you think about the different platforms, like LinkedIn, for example, it's a professional platform. You're looking at businesses or professionals connecting with other professionals. Um, Whereas Instagram is more about fun pictures and, and really that visual aspect to social media, because it is, it's all pictures. Um, So really looking at, you know, if you have a product that's really cute, like if it's a home decor item or something like that, it would make a lot of sense to spend a lot of time on Instagram because that's the kind of platform that would allow you to be very visual and and show off your products. Um, But yeah, so it it really, you just kind of research which platforms have the the audience that you're looking for. And I think the starting step for every business is figuring out that target market. Who Uh are you selling to? (laughs) And and if you don't have that answer, you really can't figure out which platform to use. It's so true. Yeah. And you can definitely waste a lot of time trying to be everything to everybody. Exactly. Really water down your effective reach. Yep. Um, that's, that's been a product of my own business development growth. You know, I'm, you know, I started listening to too much advice and I would go down all these rabbit trails. So it pays to have a real expert guide you from the very beginning. Exactly. Exactly. And I do get that, that too, where, where they go, Oh, well, I, I had a friend that said I need to do this and this. 
but that may apply to their business, but not yours. Yeah. So you really have well, to look at what even, actually applies to you. Even two different coaches can have two different approaches. And it's just really important to know who are you serving? What's your message? Yeah. It took me a long time to listen and say, no, Donna, no, Facebook is not your place. LinkedIn is more your place. And, um, and it also uh, translates to where you spend your time networking too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like when I first started networking, I was going to groups that really just were not a good fit. Um, for what I'm trying to do and finding that right group was so difficult. But once you find it and you, you find that group of people that, you know, really fit with what you're trying to sell, then, then it makes sense and, and it really works. It's much more effective. Yeah. Well, and now you have launched the career of a young gal who was your intern and is now moving into full-time work or really substantial part-time work. It's substantial part time. We're 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 still working on getting out. You know, she's still in college, so <laughs> I don't want to overwhelm her. But um, yeah, so she's still part time, but definitely moving up um, into more work, more responsibility, all of those things. So yeah, it was an interesting and and awesome learning experience for me too, uh, because when I started my business, it was just me, um, and I was doing everything every hat that a business has, I was doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so bringing on that very first person to really help you out is, is the biggest learning curve, I think. I've heard that to go from just running your own business to having to manage a team um, requires that you learn a whole new set of skills. Yes, definitely. And that's where my business is at right now. <laughs> you're a creative director. You're doing a lot of the work, but you're also outsourcing and managing a lot of the work. Exactly. And managing, making sure they're getting it done on time and all of that and making sure that you, you communicate all of it to the client and everything. And so it's, it's definitely the, the, a growing pain. But um, I think once you get over that hurdle where you have the processes in place and everybody is on the same page, it just makes a huge difference with yeah. your productivity. Now, do you have a brick and mortar store or are you completely virtual? Completely virtual, actually. So I think a lot of, especially marketing agencies are starting to, you know, work in that more virtual um, space instead of having an office because it's easier for employees even to work from home rather than having to come into the office every day. Mm-hmm. So right now, for sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the, the home office uh, structure, but maybe in the future I'll do an, a, you know, brick and mortar office, but, but it's working for right now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I run into these conversations all the time about whether uh, work from home actually contributes to or, prohibits the growth of business and it really just depends on who you're serving how your team works I think there's a blend that's available because I think the workforce today really requires flexibility yeah exactly and and it's always evolving and changing but I think being flexible and allowing your um, employees to have that time to to kind of work out their own schedule I think makes a lot of sense of course you want to have guidelines as far as, you know, you need to get this project done by this deadline, but giving them the uh, flexibility and 
almost empowering them to to do that on their their own yeah yeah it's good it it teaches lots of business management skills at an early age and exactly it's fun, it's fun to see a different um kind of workforce emerging and uh, a lot of us are having a hard time adjusting i'm i'm one of those um on the edge of the baby boomers and i i work a lot with especially senior leaders who say what are we going to do with these millennials and i'm like stop it stop branding people yeah exactly <laughs> you know what because a lot of the things that our um young adults want these days are the same things i want yeah exactly i mean there there's not as big of a difference as people think mm-hmm. it's true there is different work styles and I think that having a variety of age groups in your in your company really makes you diverse and you you get ideas and opinions from all different ages you really have a well-rounded team and and that just you know that helps you better serve your clients too because you know I might be thinking of it one way but you know if you know my my social media person's like, oh, well, you know, now this is the new thing. Maybe we should look at this. You know, I might not pay attention to that because I've been doing it this way for so long. But yeah. having those new fresh ideas is so important. So true. So true. So what is the ideal client for your agency? I really look at it as a, I always say small business, but I really want someone who's ready to take their business to the next level and grow. Mm -hmm. So if if they're kind of in the startup phase, um, that can work too. But really, it's more about are you ready to grow and invest in your business and take it to the next level? Um, Because it requires a lot of their time and a lot of my time to really create that strategy for them and execute on that strategy. So, if they're not quite ready to like take care of all of those leads that I send them, then, you know, it's, it's not the right fit. So be prepared for, you know, once we launch this and you start getting, you know, all these new customers or all these new clients, are you ready to, you know, handle it? Are you ready to handle the flux? Um, So it's really that kind of small business, but ready to grow is kind of how I yeah. I understand what you mean. And there are a lot of small businesses when they get to that scaling point, they realize I cannot do this alone. And mm-hmm. smart business owners know that they need to hire help in order to scale and grow. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I kind of went into, okay, I'm scaling and growing too. So mm-hmm. I need help too. So I have a, another graphic design guy and, and uh, an assistant now too. So I'm just, you know, getting them all trained and ready to go so that we can, we can start moving some more business through. So. Exactly. I was working with um, a company to um, do some SEO work on my website and I was asking them questions about ads and Mm -hmm. they said, well, we can, we can do the ad for you. And I said, well, you know, I'm already outside of my budget. I'm going to just try to do it myself. A week passed and I had not found 10 minutes to work on figuring out how to do the stupid ads. So I finally, I was literally between appointments in my car. I called the sales rep and said, okay, go do the ads. I'll pay the extra money. I, (laughs) 
<laughs> what am I doing trying to do this on my own? It's ridiculous. Exactly. And it's really, where do you want to spend your time in your business and where's the most effective place to spend your time? Yeah. So like, if you're, if you're not, if marketing is not your business and you're trying to do all the marketing for your business, how much time are you spending on marketing that you could be spending on sales and, and working with clients and doing that side of your business that you're wasting in marketing? So exactly. you really have to say, how, how much money am I worth per hour and how many hours am I spending on this that I shouldn't be? Well, and that's one of the reasons that I started this new series of podcasts on 360 business strategies, because so many of my clients get stuck in small business thinking, and they're not actually um, working their business like a business. They're working it like, you know, a part-time consultancy, and <laughs> not, not really thinking of the transaction cost of every social um you know, networking event they attend or the transaction cost of, um, you know, what it costs to do your own advertising versus outsourcing that to a professional. Yeah, exactly. Big difference. So um, I've gotten way down a a little rabbit trail because I wanted to back up where you were talking about managing your time. I want to know as a small business owner who is growing a successful business, how do you keep all the balls in the air, so to speak. And I don't believe in balance. I believe in harmony between work and life. How are you keeping everything synchronous in your life so that you have the energy to lead? And I think that that is a very difficult question for a lot of people, especially when they're first starting out. You know, when you're, when you're first starting out, you really don't pay attention to the balance. You, you need money is essentially yeah. how your, your thought you're, process is. You work for anyone who's breathing, right? Exactly. And so eventually you start getting so busy, you're not doing anything other than working. And that um, that is a, the point where you have to transition because you'll, you'll burn yourself out. Um, and I was getting to that point. I really was. Um, and that's where I saw, I'm like, I really need to get some help here because I'm working every day of the week and I'm not taking any time off. Uh, So that's why I got the intern and I got her started. And and then I, you know, it's kind of like waves because some points I'm like, Oh, this is comfortable. I feel good about this. Then you get a ton of new clients and you're like, Oh, now I'm overwhelmed again. So you kind of have this wave, I think that, that happens. And, um, you know, bringing on more people, it's, it's so scary, but it's so necessary. Um, that, that was my biggest hiccup was, oh my gosh, how do I balance, you know, bringing in clients, getting enough money in order to pay these extra people. And I always, you know, of course you always want to make sure that you can pay them. Um, so that was my biggest hiccup to scaling up and, and letting go of, the work that I was doing in order to have some more time off. But I think it's coming to that low point again, where <laughs> I'm getting more balanced again and, and, and having that harmony, if you will. Um, yeah. yeah. Just by delegating more and, and not holding on to as much. And even with other, a lot of my clients too, them delegating their marketing to me, that's them taking a load off of themselves. So I think we, what tasks should we delegate and what tasks should we hold on to? Yeah. So 
Well, and that comes back into that transaction cost and understanding how to effectively run your business. I love, I love watching your growth and, um, you know, I, in my coaching people on their life strategies, it's, it's partially about creating that kind of ability to flex with your growth and, and having a strategy for, you know, how to, um, refocus when you get to a point where your scale has changed and you just need to change your priorities and create new rhythms, maybe shorter rhythms. Maybe it goes from a 30 minute workout to a 10 minute workout for a week, but it's got to go back up to 20 next week. You know, we've got to, exactly got to get those things moving. And I also believe, you know, you may have noticed I use a lot of words that I picked up from my love of wine um, words like complexity and harmony and symmetry that we use to describe a wine that's really well made. Um, because the, the strategies that I teach in my coaching program and my retreats are all around this wine metaphor to create uh, the fruit of a noble leader in our life. And um, it's, a, it's a putting a pin in life. It's slowing down, making sure that we're thoughtful about what we really need to grow. So on that soul note, I have to ask, we're about to the end of our scheduled time. Um, what kind, you know, the, the title of the podcast, Women, Wine, and Leadership. So do you drink wine? Is that part of your relaxation routine? I drink wine periodically. It's not a super regular thing. But um, I actually use meditation more often than wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do, I do like me some wine when I when I'm out with with the gals and everything. <laughs> so well, and it, it's good to have that moderation. So when you do drink wine, what do you pick up? It's always a sweet wine, so I typically go for a Moscato. Moscato, mm-hmm. got it. Um, that's an Italian, right? Yeah, I think I'm not a wine connoisseur by any means. <laughs> so I typically go up to the bar and say, hey, anything sweet? Thank you. <laughs> well, then it's good you don't drink a lot of it because that would give you a headache if you had too much sweet wine. So right, exactly. Good to live in moderation there. And I agree on the meditation. It is something that I've been learning for a good 10 years since I became certified as a yoga instructor. I know I started practicing yoga to learn how to move from doing to being. And boy, it's been a journey. It's, it's, it's so amazing what happens when you slow down and meditate. It feeds your energy exponentially. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, at first I think it's really difficult because when I first started meditating, it actually gave me anxiety um, because I was, you know, you stop moving and you start thinking about all the things you need to get done. Yeah. And it gives you anxiety. Yeah. So it, it, there, there is that hurdle sometimes when, when you stop moving to, to just be in the present and be relaxed. It's, it, it's so, so hard for some people. It is true. Same for me. I'm definitely an action girl. And for me to stop and be still, requires tremendous self-control but it's amazing what the results are i can see it in your life so you are encouraging me to make sure and um keep those injections of meditation throughout the day that definitely um changes the game doesn't it exactly yeah well this is fun we will have to talk more 
and um, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to be able to refer people to you who need to scale their business too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been an exciting journey and I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how it evolves and changes. Good, good. Tell us how to reach you. If somebody on this podcast says, I need to call her now. Yeah, so you can visit my website. It's tiffanycoxdesign.com or you can give me a call at uh, 520-255-4766. Perfect. Well, thank you, Tiffany. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. I'm so excited. Thank you. And uh, we'll be in touch. Perfect. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I am so glad you took the time to have a glass of wine with the girls today. If you love the conversation here about business strategies, you need to check out 360 Life Strategies on Facebook, where we talk about all the things women are doing to run a successful business. If this helps you in any way, would you subscribe and rate this podcast? This helps us know what helps you elevate your business and your whole life. Come again, bring a friend. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.